we are live. Frat. Wait, did I fix this right? Uh, okay, you need ads. Yep. Where are my ads? Oh, it's Patrick's birthday today. Yep. Yeah. 77. Yes, sir. Yes, he's yes, down yes. in He's down in the other studio eating a Jimmy Jack. Hey, Jimmy. I thought he was a Jersey Mike's guy. Whatever. Going to town cars. That's what he calls them. Yeah. These cars. Just a cool little car to drive into town. That's what that Studebaker champion is from southern Minnesota. you got to get that grand. car. Yeah, I spent some of that money. I've All right. Yeah, Frat, left. Eco. Yeah. And you are lambing it today. The lammer? You got the lamb. Ken? I'm going to run to the John. John. You're going to have seafoam. Maple Grove. Oh, bust and slush. Do it. Uh, that doesn't start till October 31st. And Ma Maple Grove, Seafoam, and Aim High today, please. Rook. How'd it go, Matthew? Um, <clears throat> great food, great booze, um, great time. Until Tucker was going down a um, staircase. Matthew's buddy. And uh, tumbled into the wall and uh, is now at the hospital. He was out cold. Uh, it was scary because he just, he was not responsive. The EMTs came, transferred him over. And so now we're just waiting to see what, uh, he's from Boston. That sucks, man. So his mom and dad hopped in the car and came right here. Is he awake yet? No, they sedated him. Oh my God! Yeah, he has How's surgery Matthew coming up. How's doing? Oh, is he God. okay? Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody's a little shook up. Oh, he oh, shouldn't have said that on the air. Well, we're live. <sighs> but uh, we'll see. It's, he's in a good spot right now, for where he's getting cared for. Devastating. Yeah, that's a bummer. <sighs> Other than that, things went uh, picture perfect. Matthew had a nice sigh of relief saying, I am glad it's over. Not because. Oh, I completely saying, get it. So then they're going for two weeks, going to the Maldives and Singapore. I remember. Wow. Jesus. That's a way to leave something for the fifth you anniversary. You know what my favorite day was? <laughs> what? It was a great day. I had a, But I remember how just relaxed and chill that following Sunday night was. Where you just, it's over. Everyone's gone. Everyone's back home, and it's just. Um, so we had to go to, and then it's go time. Yeah, we had to go <laughs> to their house for a present opening, and just, uh, uh, hey, we're out of here. It's great, and um, little brunch. Uh, it was at eleven. And then we had pizza and stuff like that. It was uh, we had it was a good time, and then let's see if I can pull her up here. Uh, and then <clears throat> this was dad. Uh oh, <laughs> snoring. Bob, Bob is a. Uh, oh no, you have to go here, don't you? Yeah. Snooze, snooze. You're a carbon copy of Bob. I am. Got in it. terms of personality, he loves right. to shoot the shit and get oh, yeah, he does. up with people. And um, hey Bob, what is your bad leg? Right. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> Which one's the fake one? Right. Uh, 
And then there was also this one while we're sitting at the rights. Yeah. You slept for four hours straight. I'm leaning on Mick. Can't even guys see this. <laughs> Looks like cool. you got a little drool on her there. Yep, yep. Uh, well, you're a little tired. Oh, my God. I do not want to do that again yeah. with that much stuff going on. It uh, says something about, I don't know what it says something about, but it says something about something. When you go to a wedding and get home and stay there a reasonable amount of time mm-hmm. and go home and still catch six innings of a baseball game <laughs> that started at 3 p.m. <laughs> Boy, that was a lengthy contest. Oh, man. I'm uh, just afraid the Yankees are going to win tonight. They will. But then what you're rooting for, because I already got this all mapped out. Oh. You got to root for the Houstons to knock out the Yankees. and then you Which root, is very plausible. And then you root for the Padres to beat the Houstons. Well, I think the Padres would be a fun team to win. They're talented as hell. Because Philly's playing with house money. I don't think they're going to beat the San Diego's. Uh, Rook, I need a spiral from you, and I also need a Redmond's from you. Spiral and Redmond's. Copy that. Wasn't Steve Sviggum a legislator? Would somebody confirm that for yes, me? Yeah, he was. he was Speaker of the House um, from Kenyon, Minnesota. Did his piece not make the paper? I think I have it from W or KSDP. I got it, Rook. Okay. Uh, member of the Board of Regents, uh, communications, former speaker and member of the Minnesota House of Representatives. He represented District 28B in the southeastern part did of the state. Did anyone see his I remarks did. on the news? I did. I did on the news, yes. He just raised a question. Well, but it's an odd question. Are we, st- we're not, are we on the air? We're, we're live via the town council, the, but we're the not. The question he asked is, what if we're too diverse? Well, it's really hard to know. I don't think he meant anything nefarious. But it's it's he's the, just older than uh he's just I don't think I know what he meant. I don't either. I but can take I, a guess. We have no I think I do. We yeah. we have no longer the ability to go against anything that the left says. But That's he's a problem. He's a how what is this guy? 120 years old? Yeah, he sounds like old. A, no, he's only about seventy-two. Well, he's talking like an old fool. A, a, quite a high percentage of students there are Native American kids. At the uh, U? At Morris. At Morris? Yeah. Well, it's in there. I mean, it's closer to their areas right if they're tribal members. Yeah. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden <clears throat> Stores. Um, okay. I don't need that. I do need another. Just give me one more minute. He does the oh that seemed really loud. He does the Craigslist rebuild on the engines. Did you catch that? No. He pulls everything up, plugs everything up, takes the hood off, power washes it, dries it off, then gets out like in the case of a Ford, the blue Ford engine paint. Yeah. He starts at the bottom. He goes new crankcase, new crankcase, <laughs> new bearings, and goes up. New valves, new intake. He's got a. And he calls that the Craigslist overhaul. What night is it on? I don't I know. It's, it's Tuesday nights. 
It's in the middle of the week. It took me forever to find it. Now I've got the series recorded, so they just show up. But it was it's just so delightful. Let's have him on the air. He's a Minnesota kid. That is after uh the Top Gear, or I should say Grand Tour guys. That's my that's my favorite car show. He not one thing about that show annoyed me, and there was there was no cursing. Well, There's it's no right stu- up there for ch- with chasing classic cars and wheeler dealers. And Those are two good ones. There was no BS deadline drama or can't find parts. We or- only have an hour to go. Right. Yeah, right. God. And, go and away. This, this guy is facing what everybody faces who, who does that. Well, how, how is he making his living? Is he selling well, these things? From the looks of his shop and his yard, it looks like he, yeah. Plus, he had a race car in there. Yeah. Um, but I'd bet yeah, that shop, how many doors? Six doors. Nice shop. Yeah. All right. In Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. Boom. Tennessee. Uh, Patrick's in the house, so we'd be advised to get going. Are you ready? So yeah, are you going to try, are you going to try to get a hold of him? Or are you going to I can. Yeah. 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 Let's, yeah. let's do that, Joe. Yeah. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic podcast number 945. October 17th, 2022. Doesn't 84 degrees sound good? Oh, I'll say. I don't know what the temperature is supposed to be, but on this day in 1910, it was 84 degrees. Oh. That was the record. I'd take that. And on this day in both 1948 and 1952, it was even chillier than today. They hit a low of 22 degrees. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Why, over the weekend, we've had three distinct kerfuffles blow up. And before I get to them, I want to say that... uh, I attended the loudest wedding I've ever attended. Rookie's kid got married. And the acoustics in what used to be called the athletic club uh, are very strange. When you walked in, the din, it was a din. Hmm. And it was just kids talking. Right. But it was a din. They don't have absorption um, apparatuses that would absorb. Somebody's got the, this has got to hang on the wall or be on the ceiling, something like this. May I ask a question? Yeah. I heard that the uh, flower arrangement was absolutely stunning. Uh, I had a lot of that. Accurate. I, I heard the of delivery that. of said flower arrangement was dreadful. I had a little trouble with the Sub- bellhop card. <laughs> Subpar. Yeah, he uh, couldn't quite take those corners. You know, when she starts, <laughs> when your momentum starts pulling you down the ramp, and you got, you can let go or get in front of it so it won't run you over. He, uh, this logistics. is a, this is a guy that's used to tipping the guy that runs the right, bell. Right, right exactly. Slip some attack. Couldn't get out of this one, huh? Yeah. You can tip your way out of this mess, could you, Ollie? <laughs> I really learned a lot this weekend about the automobile industry. Uh, some the middle kid I used to have, the car her kids have been using, finally bit the dust. It it blew up. Literally, mm-hmm. and everyone's okay though. Everyone? Oh yeah, okay. and it's it's got one hundred eighty thousand miles on it. It's uh, 
been rode hard and put away wet. It's not worth putting four grand into it, sure. which apparently is what it would cost to repair it. Mm. Uh, in fact, I'm now talking myself into believing that it might be worth putting the four grand into it. Based upon what you're about to say. Based on what I've learned. Uh, first of all, so she thinks she can get a, a $10,000 used car as a replacement. It's just for the kids to go to school and their jobs. Well, what's happened because of the pandemic and supply shortages and truckers not available to uh, move cars around, today's $10,000 car, and I got this from my brother, who was the king of the $3,000 car. <laughs> he, he bought numerous $3,000 cars. Today's $10,000 car is the $3,000 car of five years ago. Yes. Oh, it, and I'm not exaggerating. News. I'm not exaggerating. That's what I buy for the roommate. She will not, she won't allow me to buy her a nice car. Right. So it's a $3,000 limit for her. Well, but they don't exist. Oh. I defy you to find me a $3,000 car. And if it does, it's not going to last more Especially than a week. Especially when you get closer to the country's tallest buildings. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, your $9,900 car looks like somebody died violently in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the stains and the whatnot and uh, the rust and you know it's got two hundred and forty thousand miles on it. Okay, the other thing I know. So there was no success in procuring anything this weekend. I rode around with them just because they have deluded themselves into thinking I might know something about it. And what I know about it is you ain't going to get anything decent for ten grand. Just not going to happen. Nope. So really, what you're doing is gambling. You're betting your ten grand that you'll get a car that'll run for a year or two. That's yeah. about all you can do. That's what you're gambling. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And the other thing I noticed, and I noticed this yesterday. I know I should have been a loyal Viking fan and listened to the game, but I went for a walk instead. Okay. And I don't bring a radio with me. You know. You want to be aware of your surroundings. There are no more for sale signs in cars. Five years ago, six, ten years ago, you couldn't walk six blocks without seeing a for sale sign in a car. It doesn't happen anymore. But once again, if you go out state, you will see those. Well, whatever. They don't exist the closer you get to the country's tallest building. <laughs> Kenny, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm letting I love it when you lead with this angle. I'll I'll back you up, Chris. Well then she better go out state. Yeah, if drive only around a, a neighborhood in Fairville or something. Well, but it, what, I guess go ahead, Kenny. Yeah. It helps it, with cars. It helps to know what brand and then what model of that brand for these cars that have one hundred and fifty thousand. The survivors, which ones will take her from one hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred thousand? I know couldn't I mean? agree with you more, and I can't get her to commit to a certain make and model. Honda, Toyota, yeah. Um, My pilot's at 253 right now. Yeah. On Craigslist, I put in the search box one owner, and that a lot of cars came up, and I think that's where she should focus. With a one-owner car at that in that price range, you're at least going to get the paperwork, and you're going to be able to tell by talking with the owner if the car's got a fighting chance to get another 50,000 miles. There's a, cr there's a Chrysler minivan. Uh, ugliest thing in the world. They they always rust out, but they run forever. These Chrysler minivans, but they're awful looking vehicles. But boy, they stay on the road. Well, whatever. What I have yeah. discovered. I just learned a lot. Uh, for example, 
she went to a dealership in Burnsville because uh, a car they had there intrigued her. Okay. Mm-hmm. As she got there, it was a Mazda SUV, probably 10, 12 years old. As she got there, okay. another couple was taking it out for a test drive, came back and bought it. She never uh. even got to sit in the damn thing. That's as an interesting side note, is anybody familiar with what a Honda S2000 is? Mm-hmm. I do not know. Uh-uh. It was a limited production Honda sports car. That, oh, I'm thinking of a different model. It's, I didn't know it was a sports a car. Two-seater. Okay. Uh, you had to rev it to about 9,000 RPMs in each gear. You almost drove it like a motorcycle. Cool. They've become extraordinarily collectible. They were oh. made from about 2000 to 2008 or nine. And 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 like many things Honda does, it was made because Honda could. They could they can pretty much do anything they want. Okay. So they created this fantastic sports car. Uh, there was one on the lot that I saw when she was waiting around for this couple to get back with the car she wanted. I went in, got a drink of water. Came back out, the car was gone. Wow. Oh darn it! I th- oh darn it! I thought for sure you're going to say you wrote him a check. <laughs> they wanted twenty five grand for it, which oh. was probably what it cost new fifteen years ago. Look at yeah. me, focus. Wow. Okay, yeah. What am I good at? I am the king of the flying by. Right? How many times have I done it? Too many to count. Okay. So on my favorite site, which is cars.com, outside of Schmel's Countryside and Maplewood's website, right. I, I'm always looking at just whatever when, I'm, when I've got some downtime. How is cars.com different from Craigslist? Well, first of all, there's no cycle pass uh, like there is on Craigslist. Yeah, don't buy off Craigslist. Don't, don't ever buy off Craigslist. What about webuyanycars.com? Well, we this one, cars. though, with cars, it'll, it'll give you listings from both dealerships and private parties, which is why I pr- like this particular site. Yeah. You buy my plane ticket. Yeah. I'll fly to Houston. Yep. For eleven grand. Yep. I can get you a 2010 Cadillac SR6 SUV. No. With ninety one thousand miles well, on I'm, it. I'm not doing that. I'm just obviously. saying. Yeah. That's what you have to. You have to. You have to cast well, a wider why? net. Why aren't you doing that? Do you know something about that vehicle? No, I just don't want to. I just don't <laughs> want to go to Houston. <laughs> okay. Well, no, you don't have to. I'm oh. saying. Chris you've, goes. You've got a guy that. Well, I'm... whatever. Uh, my point is that. Uh, no, I get it. If you're, looking, you're at, looking for a new car or a used car, times are really tough. It's thin. Yeah. So she, she wants to write a check and get it over with, right? She's not interested. They're in limited that. to ten grand. Okay, so yeah, that takes out a well, n- that excludes a lease. Then, Rook, right? here we go. If you've got a car you want to sell, Joe, email us garagelogic.com. Well, that car ten has, grand is two hundred thousand. That miles. car has doubled in price to now. <laughs> this is desperate, and it's a used vehicle, which are highly sought after. We don't have any wiggle room. We learned over the weekend that uh, former legislator Steve Svigum mm-hmm. is a U of M Board of Regent. He got himself into a bit of kerfuffle. There are three kerfuffles that erupted. It was a busy weekend. Over the weekend. Uh, he During a University of Minnesota Board of Regents meeting last Thursday, Board of Regents Vice Chair Steve Svigum asked the interim chancellor of the University of Minnesota Morris if declining enrollment at the school might be connected to too much diversity at the campus, which is about two and a half hours west of here. Svegum asked Morham Interim Chancellor Janet Shrunk Erickson, and my may I pause there? 
to tell you about Janet Shrunk Arison, about whom I don't know anything, and I'm just making an observation. Uh, in the meeting, she wore a mask, and she's uh, prematurely gray-haired, and uh, maybe not even prematurely, but she struck me as uh, uh, someone would, who would know all the buzzwords in oh, the yeah. academy. Got it. Uh, in any event, Sviggum asked uh, Morris Interim Chancellor Janet Shrunk Erickson, is it possible that at Morris we've become too diverse? Is that at all possible from a marketing standpoint? Then he went on to say he'd gotten some letters from people he knows saying the reason their kids didn't want to go there is because the school is too diverse. And I'm not going to wade into this. What? Yeah. Well, I'm reading in the, the story now. Wow. Shocking. Yeah. I have received a couple of letters, too, actually, from friends whose children are not, are not going to go to Morris because it is too diverse of a campus. They just didn't feel comfortable there, said Sfigum. Uh, is it all if is it all at all possible in the specifics of Morris that we've become too diverse for a student to attend? Again, I'm on thin ice. I understand that. At 71 or 72 years old, I say things that I would never even thought of when I was 52. Shrunk Erickson responded. Uh, she said, on behalf of minority students at the Morris campus, and she, of course, says they would be shocked that anyone would think we're too diverse. The problem Sriggum's facing here is what do you mean by too diverse? And he's he knows he knows perfectly well he was on thin ice saying this, and now he's he has this uh, not very enviable task of trying to figure out what the hell did I mean by that? I think I know what he meant, okay. but I'm not saying it. Right. That's his problem. But this is also a guy that's spent how many years living the public life in the political class? He's mm -hmm. got to know better than to say something. Well, like that's a stupid that. thing to say. It was a very dumb thing to say. Because uh, I is he trying to say that? Well, I know what he's trying to say. Okay. It's too diverse, and there there are minorities that are taking up uh, white women and white. I I don't know if he's saying that. I I think he found a couple of people who wrote him a note to say their kids didn't want to go there because they would have felt uncomfortable. That's silly. Well, black kids always get away with saying they're uncomfortable. I guess white kids cannot say they're uncomfortable. And yeah. I'm not even saying that I know that the friends he got letters from were white people. I don't know that. Right. But uh, this whole comfortable, uncomfortable thing might be a sidebar to his statement, which, of course, was captured on the local news. And I saw it last night on the on the uh, five eyewitness news and. uh uh, I think what people are wondering is what he meant by too diverse. You know, instead of going after Sviggum, I think you target the people that think that. From what I'm reading here, uh, Morris is um, it's significant at campus. 50% of the 1,000-member student body is a racial minority, mm -hmm. so half. Yeah. So if there are people around the state that are worried about sending their children, their allegedly, or their in theory white kids to Morris, maybe those parents and those kids are the ones that need to be educated. I mean, Sviggum's just asking a question here based on letters he received from parents. Right, and he's, he's asking it in the sense of marketing. 
Right, because uh, enrollment is declining. A thousand kids is not much of a population. <clears throat> well, but school. the thing is, the, I've got news for Spigum and any, anybody else that is wondering why enrollment's declining. It has nothing to do with diversity. It has everything to do with financial and how much it costs. And, and the pandemic. And how worthless, in some cases, well, these would, degrees have become. I would love to believe that kids are coming to their senses and realize these are nothing but failed academies. Some are. And and it's still it's still a place you have to go if you have that narrowly defined discipline that you can pursue. Mm-hmm. Then they're not failed. But they're if you're going there to get a, a an English degree, a sociology degree, you're you're going to be you're not going to get a job. So right. I think the marketing problem that the failed academy has is that it's a failed academy. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Sviggum might have just bitten off more than he can chew without re- stopping himself and saying, we have a marketing problem because uh, uh, A, we're too expensive, B, the pandemic really influenced admissions, and C, there's a lot of people awakening to the fact that these degrees are essentially worthless. Mm-hmm. Well, he wouldn't have been, a, he would have made some news for that, but not the kind of news he's made. So that's one kerfuffle that blew up. Okay? Was that the only question he asked? About this marketing in, thing? In he, this story. Okay. It'd be interesting to hear that whole meeting. Maybe he did ask those questions. From their own website, tuition and costs based on the 2022 and 2023 school year. Tuition, 12-8. Student fees, 1-3. Housing, 4.5. Meals, 5. Books and supplies, 800. Transportation, 500. Total cost for one year yeah. at Morris yep. is just shy of $27,000. At, at Morris? At Morris. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> wow. Parents nice are now c- coming to the real. Sorry, Kenny. They're, they're coming to the realization saying, we can't afford this. And yeah. you, you're better off probably going and getting a job right now and then maybe earning your way through school. Well, that's where Svigum should have gone. Yes, that's exactly because, what he should have because done. Because he's, he's in a corner now. And uh, I have no earthly idea how he's supposed to get out of it. I don't know a great deal about Sfagan. Wasn't he Speaker of the House for a while? He was. Yes, he was. Uh, that cost is associated for, res- that's the resident cost. So Minnesota, North North and South Dakota, uh, province of Manitoba, and Wisconsin. If you're a non-resident, it's close to 30 for Morris. There's your problem on declining enrollment. It has nothing to do with diversity. In fact, I, that's why a lot of kids want to go to college. So they're not, you know, so they don't hang around the same people they've been around their entire lives. Right. Right. So now the the campus and the uh, everybody in charge there is overreact or well, I shouldn't say overreacting. They're reacting and they want to have conferences and meetings and bring him in and educate him. And I think they're sidestepping the real issue. Why is enrollment declining? Yeah. And we I think we're identifying that it's declining because it's too expensive for what you get. It's declining because the pandemic threw everybody for a loop. And it's declining, I would hope, because young people or their parents offering them counsel are coming to the conclusion that unless you have some specific, narrowly defined discipline that you can only uh, achieve your goals by attending a school to get a degree in that discipline, why in the hell go to any of these places? It's all a bunch of BS. <laughs> you know what you can do? What's that? 
to avoid the BS in your own family. All right. Tell me to, to get things straightened out. I, I, I hate to tell you this and yours is a long way off, but we're all going to die. Oh, and <clears throat> when you do, you want your, what we say is your affairs in order. Yes. Very important. I Ackberg Lammers law firm has been pre- preparing estate plans for more than 70 years because when you die, you don't want your belongings and your money and everything you want the kids to have. You don't want that ending up in a court for them to decide. So Eckberg Lammers arranges that. Uh, you got a sale of some lake property. You know, those can always be a hassle with the family. They help with that. Anything you have in mind. Who gets that old fold-up chair that Grandpa loves so much? And and I've done it, and you, you, you just have to do it. And if you don't think you need it, think again. You all have stuff. And if you don't have the plan in place for your family, the courts will decide. The estate planning team at Eckberg Lammers can help you make sure your estate will transition smoothly the way you want, you, you know, you're gone. You don't want yep. to leave the pile. Yep. Then the kids sort are in the going, what the hell did he mean by this? Sort it out. Right, sort it out. They they do that. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers and take care of this today. You'll really feel better about yourself and your future and the future of your family. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or contact Eckberg Lammers at eckberglammers.com slash will. Rook, doot, doot. Can you give me one here? Oh, let's do a spiral light. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. I'm rolling. Once again, spiral light candles to the rescue for you. I want you to check out their website. There is a website, spirallightcandles.com, and what pulls up on the landing page is all sorts of different colors, sizes of candles. Yes, they're just selling candles, but they're selling candles that are exciting. They burn in a circular motion. So with all the parties that you'll be going to for Thanksgiving, Halloween, birthday parties, anniversary, Christmas, it's a great hostess gift, and it's not just a regular candle. If you're looking for the cylinder index candle, well, go to their website. Tell them you want the cylinder index candle that smells like a garage. It smells fantastic. And it's just neat. Spiralightcandles.com started in the garage right here in Minnesota, and it's a family-run garage logic business. They love GL, and they love that you GLers have ordered from spiralightcandles.com. Stop burning boring candles in your home. This year, start burning, um, what do we say, exciting candles. Spiralightcandles.com. They're exciting. I do like to watch audio the corner. Are I went in the uh, audio corner at the airline today. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, you're going there. When do the kids go to the mall dives? Uh, they're going for two weeks and then they go to Singapore. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not sure what day they leave, though. Some guy sitting next to me explained exactly what Matthew and those people at the head table do for a living, and I have no, still have no earthly idea. bleeping <laughs> idea what he was talking about. Dropbox for real estate photographers. You know what? I don't know what it is. They're either. a central clearinghouse. Or They're a landing house, and they get their money by photographers signing up to use their service. But their service guarantees that those um, photographers get paid. Because what they learn in their industry is that photographers might be creative, but they're really crummy businessmen. 
So Ariel, uh, it sets the tone for, here, we'll make it a one landing spot for you. You plug all your stuff in, we'll do it for you. You get paid. And now and we get a cut. They're signing up left and right. 5%. Do they get a cut of what the photographer gets paid? The photographer has to sign up for their service. They might pay uh, $100 a month or whatever it is. Or you can probably do a la carte. So if you're a photographer, you say, geez, I need to really get rid of this. You get in touch with them, and they'll tell you what their a la carte prices are. Or if you buy their whole thing, then they do everything for you. But photographers like it because they're not chasing down Reavers, who owes them 300 bucks from that. Uh, but it sounds to me like it's something that has a fortune potential. It does. The people that can't. I mean, a real fortune. Yeah. That's why these techies out in Harvard and Boston College, they're a tight-knit group. And they said this. I don't remember what the billionaire, some billionaire that got investing in him. And he said, I just want to throw in 500 grand. I don't, you know, I'm not going to make it rich. I don't, I just want to, I want this to succeed. So the seed money that they're getting is. Uh, Did you also offer to throw in 500 grand? Uh, I got, uh, I got about 75 bucks in. So I'm waiting for a return on that. You bought him then, a chair. Then you get paid. I get paid. You get paid, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be around. You got her. Now, Joe. Will you repeat everything Rookie just said? No. Yeah. Let's go here. Who are you talking to? Does Kenny got some? There's some guys. Let's go. Uh, all right. We ready? Yeah. Okay. Rolling. Okay. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Uh Am I, am I seeing this right? Today is the... 17th. Sure is. Uh -oh. It is. That's the last day of the Fat Boys sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. You got to get up there before 5 p.m. today. Get huge savings on some of the largest models of the uh, of the Liberty Safe, the Fat Boy series. Uh, it all ends today. Oh, it's so depressing. The Fat Boy Junior Extreme, that's, that's on sale. A 75-minute fire rating with all the goodies. The Fat Boy Junior XL. It's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Fat Boy Junior XL. Anyway, 75-minute fire rating. Again, all the all the goodies. Uh, the one I like is the Fat Boy Extreme. That's what my license plate should say. 110-minute fire rating. I love it. Secure RAM, electronic lock, deluxe electrical outlet kit, door panel, light kit, the whole deal. The Colonial 50 also on sale. But these sa sale, it's, it's over at the end of business today. And yeah, you can get financing and you can get delivery. Uh, delivery? <laughs> delivery. I love delivery. Yes. <laughs> and installation. That's when you get deliberate delivery. <laughs> when it's delivery. Uh, Liberty Safes. You've heard me talk about them for years. Made right here in the United States. Best safe made. Transferable lifetime warranty. That's a big deal. Uh, and, of course, the, the biggest and the best safes on the planet. Maple Grove, lock and safe. Like I said, open till 5 today, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And, of course, on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Actually, there are four dust-ups, not three. Uh, we've covered the first one. That's Vigum. Good luck to him. Uh, second dust-up. The Star Tribune on Sunday had a big piece on light rail. And uh, I, I read it. It was... Uh, a yeah. task to read. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to admit, I got halfway through it. Yeah. Threw it down. 
Uh, oh, it's still just such a great thing for the city. And, you know, yeah, and per perceived crime. Words like perception. Oh, perceived. so I just perceived seeing a woman smoke meth on it. Even via though video. they, even though they give examples of the crime and the people that are that have oh, to ride no. it and are afraid to ride it because of what they see. Oh, well, here's sorry, the, here's the here's the kerfuffle. I got a great note from Brent in Minneapolis. You may have noticed the above-the-fold headline and accompanying subheadline in Sunday Star Tribune fears derail transit use and concerns about crime make it difficult to recover LRT passengers lost during pandemic. It's not fear and concern, but crime that is keeping people away from light rail. Why not the headline, Crime Derails Transit Use and Crime makes it difficult to recover LRT passengers. The article begins by mentioning perceptions and narratives about it being unsafe to ride. If interested enough to go to the jump, however, you will find that reported crimes are up 29% from last year. Mm -hmm. Narcotics violations are up 150%. And drug equipment violations are up 359%. Wow. <laughs> Nuisance behaviors such as people having sex in a nearby seat, rampant smoking and drug use, and filthy stations paint a picture of deplorable conditions that understandably make light rail an option only for those who absolutely need it. And that bar for needing keeps going up and up. Self-sustaining? Metro Transit police officers occasionally check fares, and if someone hasn't paid, they are asked to exit at the next station to buy a ticket with a pretty please, I suppose. Light rail is a mess. The Star Tribune attempts to sugarcoat a well-researched story that describes generalized awful conditions with misleading headlines and a soft leading narrative that leave the casual reader with the impression that conditions aren't all that bad. It's just perception Jeez. and concern keeping no. riders away. Light rail is a boondoggle that far exceeds anything else ever seen in this state, yet we keep pouring our money into maintaining and operating what we now have and, of course, building more routes that virtually no one will ride. We are taken aback with the amounts that the food fraud scandal doled out to greedy operators, but those amounts are dwarfed by the vast ongoing cost of light rail, and light rail won't go away anytime soon, if ever. We are poorly led. Keep pushing back. Brent Florine, Minneapolis. It's been a boondoggle from day one. Yep. It's worse than I ever imagined it would be. Now, he notes something terribly interesting here. And I know it, be, it, it, it gets to be trite for me to call the Star Tribune a left-leaning newspaper. But there is a narrative that they adhere to. And it was, it was very evident in this story. It was very, they, the, whether the reporters were told or whether they, would, whether they do it instinctively, the, the language used, they required them to bend over backwards to try to bury the idea that crime is the problem, right? Uh, because crime is the problem casts a poor light on uh, the very people that the Star Tribune as a left-leaning organization is attempting to champion. Yeah. And therefore they can't really champion crime committers. So you have to come up with these 
flowery ways of of writing that end up being somewhat disingenuous and deceitful. This they're not safe. I wouldn't take a uh, I, I wouldn't advise a mom and two kids ages five and seven to ride light rail. I just wouldn't advise it for anybody. Who think that's a romantic spot to get it on? By the way, well, that's the I, most uncomfortable place. I, well, so, sometimes you, it's an emergency situation. Got it. You know, okay, things just I got you. get handled. The the St. Paul Pioneer Press, uh, thanks to the greedy hedge fund bastards that own it. And, and, Allegedly. Own, and own other no the hell with them <laughs> what are they going to do fire me right. go ahead try it pal yeah oh fruitcake uh we just don't have any people the star tribune that got very fortunately purchased by glenn taylor who has a vested interest in the state mm-hmm. and he 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 did the lord's work buying that newspaper they have the people but the stuff they deliver you is is undoubtedly slanted. There just can be no question about it. Can be no question about it. So they, uh, the the Pioneer Press doesn't have a climate reporter like the Star Tribune does. No, we don't. Oh no. Uh, the Star Tribune uh, has done uh, good work on the food fraud scandal, but not enough work, and it was tardy. They should have done more. But right. I predicted at the beginning this will be a tough one for them. Because the very people they champion are behind the food fraud. This LRT story, once again, they're doing what they always do is they they'll they'll tell you the truth, like you ran up of those stats, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, But then they they still try to tell you that the stats and the facts aren't reality. Right. That's a perception. No, it's a stat. It's a number. You you reported it to me. Quit telling me it's a perception. And your letter writer, your email writer, used the word nuisance crimes. Right. And in the Star Tribune um, story, that, that word has quotes around it, Joe. Really? But there were so-called nuisance incidents, drug use, smoking, partying, erratic behavior, along with some filthy stations. You know, and they go back and forth. It's okay. It's, it's, uh, it's not a big deal. But then they give you examples, and you think, huh. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, I've never seen that before in public, and it's happening right there on the light rail, huh? Light rail was a mess from the beginning. I hold former Governor Ventura partly responsible. He, uh, But at least he had the right intentions. No, he got out in front to get federal money because if he didn't get that federal money, he believed it would go elsewhere, which is the truth. And he didn't want to see any money go elsewhere. He thought that money was going to should come to Minnesota and the freeways would be empty for him to drive without hassle. And uh, so we get light rails, obviously not all Jesse's fault. We, he just took the federal money to get the ball rolling. But from the get go, this was fated to be a disaster for a variety of reasons. We pointed out 10 years ago, a, the way we developed here in the Midwest, Minneapolis and St. Paul is we were spread out which is why you now have this hectoring political class clamoring for sustainable urban density. You're trying to, you're trying to stop the cart, go find the horse and put it back in front of the cart. We aren't dense. They want us to be, because that would help justify the light rail. Mm -hmm. The light rail cannot be justified. We were never laid out in the way New York was, or even Chicago was where public transportation makes sense. 
particularly uh, transportation oh, that requires tracks. On, no, it'll Joe. never pay for itself. Uh, it's uh, terribly costly. How about it, that Southwest line? It's just another layer of government that will be so, endlessly expensive. You don't get it. That light rail uh, train ride between Lake Street and Franklin, you look out those windows, it's like you're looking at Paris. It's absolutely <laughs> magical. Mm -hmm. Let's play Europe is what they were doing. Exactly. Let's play Street. Europe. Serious question. When was the last time any one of you three were on it? Uh, I was on, no, I, I can't, 10 years ago. Because you guys know about my second to last Way pre-COVID. And then the last yeah. time I was on it, I parked here, took my dad and my boys to the Gopher football game. When? 11 o'clock kick last year. Last year. All right. I'm thinking after what happened you know, a That's couple a of years ago. That's a short run, Chris. It's, That's just a few blocks. It's, it's a short blocks. run. It's got about eight stops because we had to pretend we're Europe. If it had just been me and the boys, we would have walked. But my dad's got the bad knees and whatnot, so we hopped in the light rail. We were about mm, a third of the car was full. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting down with my two boys. There is a guy in the back, three rows behind us, staring at all four of us, tweaking out of his mind. I know the look. I'm not stupid. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, if this, you know what, moves, I got to spring into action. Because right. all he did was just, he was you know jittery and doing this the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I can't even take my kids to a bleeping football game. Six oh. blocks from where I work. Oh, that, that guy probably didn't even see you. He was probably, so probably. <laughs> What's that moving furnace over there? Yeah. yeah. Pre COVID, <laughs> when we were down a car, I did take the light rail and then took the bus home. Right. Uh, this you was, took it from here to St. Paul. Yeah, all the way down to St. Paul. Yeah. And I can virtually guarantee you, even leaving at five o'clock or 5 15, 5 30, where the, it, it was not full during rush hour. There were people on there, but it really was a different experience, you know, day after day hopping mm -hmm. on there and then, you know, getting on the bus, which was fine, but it was just, it was never full. Matthew. You knew people didn't buy tickets. Yes. In this story, they keep bringing up over and over and over again, mm -hmm. smoking. Did you witness any smoking? Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, this, Okay. The, here's today's here's today's ray of hope yeah. i would be sitting in that car with those guys smoking. <laughs> that we're bringing back a better it's like it's the lunchroom <laughs> <laughs> well the good thing about the smoking on board is it took away from the urine smell <laughs> so i preferred hanging out with those guys it's too. a good spin yes it's a good spin yeah don't underestimate the impact this kind of writing and reporting has on the electorate Oh, no yeah. question. Absolutely no question. The casual reader might not have gone to the jump to get the truth of the story. Because mm -hmm. yeah. the front page was all perception. But we have yeah. to keep liberal policy intact, Joe. So it's, that's this, that's how we're it, moving forward, suits, Minnesota. It's, it's the same kind of perception reality conundrum that they have with downtown Minneapolis. The fact that it's safe and everything's okay. Well, that's and our then, next one. I got that coming up. Rebecca Brannon? Yeah. I get okay. I have that and Okay, uh, good, good, because that's that's exactly where I was going. Shall Close we finish it. two of the dust ups, Sphigum and Light Rail? Okay. Uh I don't know what compelled that Star Tribune story about Light Rail. What yeah, it, um they sat, let me see the quote. I bypassed the quote. Uh over the past two months uh, months, a Star Tribune reporter and a photographer spent dozens of hours at light rail stations and on board the trains interviewing passengers transit workers and police officers mm -hmm. 
about their experiences. And that's all we can get from them. Or that's all I saw. Okay. And they, they might've had reasonably benign experiences. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's where the nuisance uh, quote unquote nuisance line comes in. And right also, after that paragraph. Th- what, what also was underreported in that story is the amount of harassment by female passengers mm-hmm. on that. I know two women that were harassed Simply because they were women and simply because they were leaving work and trying to get home. I got news for you. If somebody's canning apricots two seats ahead of me, oh my God. that to me is more than a nuisance. I'll it's say. an affront. I'll say. It's an oh, it affront. Is? That's a, to me, that's uh that, you'd camera. find that entertaining. Can't even camera. pay extra. <laughs> yeah. Get that on tape. You'd be her better, out. right, Kenny, if it was in the smoking car. Get it out <laughs> on social. Yep. Oh, it's just dreadful. Just dreadful. Uh, that's why a lot of people take their own transportation, scooters, electric bikes, you name it. EcoFun Motorsports has it. And uh, they got a great deal for GLers right now. hundred bucks off every scooter purchased this month. That's a GL exclusive only. Those babies turn urban errands into adventures. Also, uh, they got a great deal for 260 bucks, the starting fee. You can have your motorcycle or electric bike stored over the winter by EcoFun. You get a full spring tune-up, battery tending, winterization, storage in a heated warehouse. Also, just for GLers, that 100 bucks off also applies to new electric bikes, including the Bintelli. And when you buy the new scooter or electric bike, your winter storage is free. Boom. You just leave it there mm-hmm. and pick it up in the spring. All Crossfire. 200 golf carts are in stock for 500 bucks off for GLers only. They got the four-seat style and the dump box style. I want the dump box. Do it. I want the dump box. Put kids in there, and you run them around. You find some soft landing spot for it and say, time to get out. You get just out. dump them out. <laughs> dump them out. It's two locations. The new store in uh, Forest Lake is immediately west of 35 on Highway 97, and I saw the uh, Burnsville location. You did? Uh, Saturday on my uh, shopping for the used car errands ah. uh, on the service road of 35E uh, near uh, County Road 42. Great people, great service, great storage, great everything. Helmets, apparel, you name it. It's EcoFun Motorsports and a great website at EcoFunMotorsports.com. Okay, I got to go pee. Okay, if I nope. give the kid that thing I'm driving, the I can, there's nothing out there that I want to buy that's available. The Fiat? Yeah. But she's got kids and stuff. Is there room? No, not the two-door. The four-door. Oh. It'd be perfect for him. But I, I, what? there's nothing out there that I can get. Inventories are dreadful. Just find them a C class. Get them that little starter Mercedes. Yeah, Ten thousand dollars C class to have two hundred sixty thousand miles on it. It'll look like somebody died violently in the back seat. And then the engine goes out. Yeah. It's amazing. The three thousand dollar car of yesterday. I'm so old. I remember when auto dealers, when uh, when they still had want ads in the newspaper. They'd have what they called fishing car sales, and the uh, the yeah. assumption was you'd buy a, a used station wagon that you really didn't care all that much about, and you would have thrown your fish in the back on the way home from the lake. 
Right. And uh, they were good cars, but those sales don't exist anymore. For sale signs and windows don't exist anymore. Uh, and it's a testimony to the automobile manufacturers that these cars are still alive and for sale at 250,000 miles. Hey, Rook. Yo. Can you give me a Redmond's? What did you do? Go in the drinking fountain? You were gone for about two seconds. I even washed my hands this time. Jeez. Uh, Redmond's? I got healthy flow, Joe. You know what my theory is about that? <laughs> we're not going to say it. Yeah, anymore. don't say it. <laughs> uh, for me, there's a lot of time waiting. Nervous waiting? That's a flow problem. Waiting to get going. Oh, and no, wait, I got good flow. Waiting to finish. <laughs> yeah, well, you're 12 years old. You're so old. Don't worry. About I'm going to be 45 in a couple of weeks. Freaking old as hell. Ready? How's your old man doing? Mine? Yeah. He's good. How's yours? Uh they he stood up for the first time. All right. Last weekend. Yep. That's progress. Yep. Rook, I am rolling. Redmond's flooring and design for the last 50 years has been helping people in the Twin Cities. Upgrade. Upgrade their uh, flooring. Uh, might be that carpet that's just old and you want to freshen it up a bit. Maybe it's the kitchen floor, living room floor. Whatever the case may be, because they have 50 years of experience, doesn't mean they do it old school. You can go see their website, redmans.com. That's with two N's. Redman, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. Request an appointment. Get a plan together. Or just talk to them about your options. That's what I'm doing with Redmans. Making sure that we do it right. Slow and steady wins the race. They're not an overnight operation. They work with Mohawk, which is the biggest name in flooring, and they know that. That's why they work with the best. Poke around the website for carpet, for hardwood, tile, vinyl, waterproof, whatever the case may be. Estimates are always free. Tell Mike and the crew that you are a garage logician, and they'll be really happy to give them a buzz. A lot of GLers that have used Redmond's are very happy with their responses, and they've let me know via email. So call 763 316 3332-763-316-3332. Better yet, go to redmonds.com and let them know the Rook sent you. All right. Just give me a minute. Let me edit. I forgot to edit that. Last okay, my uh second. I'm done with my load. Yeah, you are. Wasn't much of a load. Well, you got the Gus bu- uh, slush buster today? They don't start till October 31st. Who are you gonna call? Slush buster. Okay. Uh, I do have an email regarding Morris, by the way. Okay. From a live listener? From a town council member. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to promote that, by the way. I'm doing it next. Okay. Well, there we go. Kenny, you ready? Um, I think so. Okay, I'm rolling. I'm not quite sure how I want to approach this. I'll figure it out. Figure it out. All right. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushere. I like this. Um, so I, I don't know how to put into words what I'm thinking, but all the good guys are book solid through next spring. I guess it wasn't that tough. Uh, for an example, I, I need some shingles put on one, the hen house called the good guy. He says, well, 
uh, how's next April grab you? Uh, I need a tree taken down. It's a tree that if I touch it with a chainsaw, it's going to hit the house. I just, I can cut down a tree as long as where it lands doesn't make a difference. Uh, call the good guys. Yeah, that's going to happen in February. But the guy that routinely always cuts down the wrong tree and drops trees on people's cars, he's available tomorrow. Right. <laughs> My point is that these guys at aim high construction mn.com they're the good guys and they're booked up so if you're thinking about a project now is the time get a hold of chris he's the owner get the ball rolling tell them what you're thinking um they love doing indoor projects obviously in the winter uh so if you've got something you're thinking about in inside give them a call if you've got an emergency a roof emergency it doesn't hurt to call get a hold of him anyway see what he says maybe he can help you out uh maybe he can't you'll you'll you only know if you uh if you call him but for those full-on really big projects outdoor projects plan on booking with aim high construction right now and then getting it done in the spring these guys do miracles indoor outdoor upstairs downstairs uh you name it they can do it they do it with skill um honest service quality that's their deal and they're great guys. I used when I lived in Minneapolis, and they really forced the equity on that project, on that uh, property. AimHighConstructionMN.com. You have an email from a listener who's listening live? I do. A town council member? I do. What, what does it say? Uh, this is from Todd, subject line Morris. We were talking about the University right. of Morris. Uh, hey, think of the hoops the Mor- that Morris needs to jump through to get to the 50% minority. Do you think in any conflict the administration would side with the white male from Eden Prairie? Question mark. From the 2010 census via Wikipedia, the racial makeup of the city was 91% white, 1.3% African American, 1.5% Native American, 2.5% Asian, and 1.1% from other races. So uh, how does Morris get the minority students from that sort of demographic? I don't know. I don't either. Well, I would, well, I would a, say not everybody that goes to school there is from that city. Right. Well, yeah, that's right. that's a really easy question. Right. right. Yeah. So if you're listening live, you can email in real time, mm-hmm. just like this guy did. That's the uh, Garage Logic Town Council. the The podcast re- is free. That'll never change. Right. It's for everybody. But this is an extra deal. This is like you're sitting in the studio with us because during the breaks, yeah. you're telling me, hey, moron, uh, how do you spell music? With so for K- 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year, you get to see us and hear us before the show, after the show, and during breaks. Yep. And uh, we ain't holding back. Sometimes we even that. have to watch our language. Uh-huh. You get a video archive, including before and after the show. No, full show video archive. Oh, oh yeah, you get all that. You get a membership card. I think that gets you 10% off at uh, someplace. Uh, you get a window clean. No, I don't think it gets you 10% off anywhere. Uh, and it, we're going to have members-only events. Here's here's the deal. Here we go. If you're, if you're a member, uh, you're in on the hijinks before, after, and during the show. Mm-hmm. And also you're listening live if you so choose. And of the people who have so far joined the town council, that's what they appear to like most about it. They're listening right now. Yep. Uh, For everyone else, of course, it's always posted by what? Two or three in the afternoon. And that's what I was going to say. Even if you aren't able to listen to it live via work, you know, family, whatever, you are still going to get every second of audio that is captured between the very beginning and the very end. And that's with video. 
So what do you, how do you join this? You go to garagelogic.com. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. There you sign up. And that way, when someone asks you, are you a member? And you say, member of what? Right. You, you can say, I'm a to. member of the town council. I'm a member of the oh, town yes, council. Let's go to the third dust up from over the weekend, also in Minneapolis. Uh, this was the play story on the Daily Mail, either yesterday or today. For the longest time, it no longer is the play story, but the story remains. It's 14 pages long. The Daily Mail, admittedly, is in the titillation business. They love this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the play story was Saturday night Minneapolis style. Crowd harass and swear at police horse as illegal street races, brawls, and twerking erupt outside gay bar in crime-ridden city. Okay, that went around the world. It sure did. And uh, this is a note from John who writes, you may find this interesting, but the thing I find most interesting about this article in the Daily Mail is that I didn't see this recorded in the local media. Uh, Well, you're not going to, apparently. And I've got a number of emails who wanted us to be aware of this. I was aware of it. I always check the Daily Mail uh, every day. It's a smorgasbord of titillation. Mm Mm-hmm. Saturday night, Minneapolis style, colon, crowd harass and swear at police horse as illegal street races, brawls, and twerking erupt outside gay bar in crime-ridden, Democrat-led city. Subheads, video posted online shows the chaos outside the gay 90s bar in downtown Minneapolis on Saturday night. Second subhead, one man was assaulted in the street and a wild fight broke out between a group of girls outside the bar. Subhead three, when police tried to break up the fight, the woman care, uh, cursed out the police horse. Shades of uh, uh, Alex mm-hmm. Karras. Uh, subhead four, the city has been reeling from a crime wave since George Floyd was murdered in May 2020 with riots common throughout the city. Uh, another one, eventually city council officials relented and decided to defund the $1.1 million for the Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, residents are now taking matters into their own hands. Well, wait a minute. E- eventually, city council officials relented and decided to defund $1.1 million from the Minneapolis police. No, that money was restored. Yeah. That money was restored. Yeah. And this is by somebody named Melissa Koenig for the Daily Mail. I don't know if she's a local kid or a woman or old person or what. The Daily Mail. And then they had... Dozens and dozens of photos of the outrageous behavior on the streets outside the gay 90s, including bodies in the street and the arrival of the police. And I think Rebecca Bannon, Brandon, Brandon took some video of this. Rebs. It was her yeah. video. No, That's, it was all of her. Video. Oh, this is the stuff yep. that ended up on the Did, Daily correct. Mail. Yep. This yeah. is her story. And um, a lot of people. I read some of the reaction on Twitter. A lot of people were saying, well, this goes on. Oh, I couldn't believe it, Kenny. I know. And uh, I think Chris and I can both say you saw it probably more. The it, The amount of violence was increasing more when you were working downtown. Mm-hmm. But when I was a party uh, lad in those days ended probably in 2000, where I was up almost every night until uh, and out and <laughs> at close of bar at two, three in the morning. That never went on. There were rarely any fights, and the only big disagreements you saw were drunk jackasses getting mm-hmm. hauled out of the bar by the bouncer. 
these big, huge fights like Reb's shot, I, I've never seen anything like that in all my days. The troubling piece for me, too, was where, where Rebecca was filming this video was across the street from where I worked. Right. And, and ev evidently, Chris, this started inside the 90s. It did. And the, I can tell you firsthand, the place that I worked at, they're so desperate for people because all of us just said, bleep this, we're out of here. And it's unfortunate because I really liked that part-time job. It was a great source of income and it was kind of fun. But what's happening is the city has now deteriorated to such a point that standards have become lower. And what I well, mean by that is, Joe, I recognize two of the guys that were working security in that video. I'm not going to name them, but I know both of those guys. And I can say... They just can't get anybody that, that wants to put up with this crap. The left has ruined right. every city it governs the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Yes. It's just a fact. In the video, officers can be heard telling a woman to get out, keep moving after a fight broke out in front of the bar. But the group remained defiant, yelling at the police officers on horseback. At one point, one of the girls tried to pet the officer's horse, at which point he yelled, don't touch the horse. In response, one of the girls could be heard screaming back, F word, your horse, B word. Mm -hmm. These are the, this is the behavior of young women. F Jeez. your horse. How come uh, nobody ran to the rescue of that guy that was getting curb stomped? Right. They'd rather pull out their phones and view it rather than help. The altercation came amid other scenes of debauchery outside the bar Saturday night, with one man clearly being assaulted as the shocking footage begins. A group of men could be seen kicking the victim, who was already in the fetal position on the ground until he, until he rolled out into the street. The victim then tried to get up, but is then kicked in the head by one of the attackers. Mm. He can then be seen trying to crawl away before the film cuts to EMS crews carrying an assault victim on a stretcher and lifting him into an ambulance. Other clips showed women yelling, pushing, and punching each other outside the bar before the police showed up, as well as some women twerking on top of a car that was blocking traffic. She should not have been, not because she just shouldn't have been doing that. It's yeah. been some time since I went downtown at night, given the crime and shootings. Somebody, oh, that's Rebecca's quote. Re Rebecca tweeted Sunday, mm -hmm. adding that she saw a lot of uh, chaos. She saw a lot more chaos than I expected, especially given how cold it was. Brandon said the police were scarce throughout the night and the situation felt volatile. So she tried to keep her distance. It was also completely chaotic outside the gay 90s. Uh, this uh, Brandon young woman does some uh, some really interesting stuff, doesn't she? Well, let's just put it this way. That stretch on Hennepin Avenue between uh, Washington down past uh, wherever the Orpheum is, that entire stretch, if you go down there, you're, you're just asking for trouble. <laughs> that, it used to be at bar close at that end of Hennepin. It was just a lot of people making out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was harmless fun. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just, it's yeah. because as Joel mentioned, Behavior has disintegrated to such a point that this is just being accepted. And I, after watching that video, the first thought that came to mind was, how in God's name is Minneapolis finding anybody to be a police officer? Part right of now? this video features somebody laying in the middle of Hennepin right in front of Augie's. I so. think he was uh, OD OD'd. Jeez. I mean, he was. he was. And people walking by like, yeah, you know. Good luck, pal. Well, you're, that, you're, you're, you're identifying the problem. This is becoming just entirely accepted. Yes. 
Yep. Well, look at like what Kenny mentioned, Joe. All the people defending this. Oh, the media blows us out of proportion. I have not seen that. Are you referring to tweets? I'm referring to social media activity. Social and media is a I know, curse. But, but it's but also it's an there, indication. Joe. I know. It's, I know. It's a fact of life. And it's also an indication of how this is being perceived by residents of Minneapolis. Because I was going to retweet this and say, well, tell this to the person next time they, they f- put out a photo at a farmer's market at 9 o'clock can, in the morning on a Sunday. Can I profile? Can I profile here for a second? Yes. E- even though this fight evidently started in the 90s, these folks don't look like customers of the 90s. They're not. Mm-hmm. What are they doing down so there? So where do Just, they come from? It's because my guess is all the bar- bar- bars turn them out. All closing time. People just make their rounds, and if they're charging cover, they won't go in. It's to save five bucks and a cover charge. Oh, they're only going to charge us whatever. That's basically they're bar hopping by seeing which place they can get into the cheapest. Because the '90s is a pretty safe environment. At least, yeah. A lot of women go to the '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trust me, it's it's can be a gay woman. No, and straight people, Joe. I've been there a few times. I told you guys, Kenny, you didn't hear this, but when I left here on Friday, Friday afternoon, I was trying. Was this the story you were going to tell? Correct. You haven't yet. No. All right. So I had a wedding Friday uh, evening in Cannon Falls. So I needed a Saturday evening. I needed to zip home. I needed to get changed. I need to get my butt to Cannon Falls. So I leave here. I don't know three something. Okay. Yep. I am going southbound on 35W, either going to hit the Crosstown or 494 to make my way to my homestead. Yep. As, you know, the split there where southbound goes towards the towards the airport, and then you could take the Crosstown westbound. Yep. There was a guy going, he had to have been going 75 in a car that looked like it had been in a prior. Let's just put it that way. Yep. And he goes to make a lane change, realizes, oh, I'm supposed to be over on that side of 35 so I could take the crosstown. Missed the exit. Smashes head in to a minivan just going southbound on 35. They both pull over, and I'm maybe a quarter of a mile behind them. And I, because he whizzed by me, I watched him wait, pull over, wait till the guy got out of his minivan, jump back into his car, and started heading southbound again. I thought, you little. That's all morning long on the scanner. So that then I call, called in the plate, and I just thought, my did God, the I did. That a boy. And I'm thinking, my God, this is what this city has turned into. There's absolutely no accountability for behavior. There's absolutely no expectation of behavior. And these idiots are roaming amongst us. This poor guy in a minivan was just minding his own business, probably isn't going to be able to file an insurance claim because he didn't get the information from this Ass hat that hurt? ran into him. I have no idea. Were there kids in the minivan? I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't stop. But I at least felt it was my civic duty to help. Well, you uh, can good. I get a ten twenty one on a ten fifty one, please? That's what they say all morning. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's Jesus. All, yeah. Police reports for hit and runs, but that's with why no injuries. That's why videos like this, when they pop up, it doesn't surprise me. This is the behavior that continues to be tolerated. Rook said it a few months ago. It started in the schools. When we allow these junior high kids, and in some cases, elementary school kids, to not be held accountable for the act, their actions, these kids are now adults. And that's what's being passed as behavior right now in this city. Well, I think Such would say, and I would agree, that it goes way further back than that. It goes to people now, basically your age, Chris, or a little younger, 
that were coddled by their parents. Mm-hmm. Or in you some know, cases ignored completely. Yeah, they never did any wrong and they got participation trophies and there are no losers. You're right. No Me- winners. Remember the video of the, uh, was it a three-year-old kid in a diaper swearing at the cop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw that. We talked mm-hmm. about it on this show. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening is there's no accountability anymore. We don't we don't have a climate crisis in this country. We have a freaking behavior crisis that's in this country. That's absolutely correct. We do not have a climate crisis. That's just uh, that's we, misleading. We have a behavior crisis. Mm-hmm. And you can throw the dumbass kids in the UK pouring milk in the grocery store on top Such, of it. You really spooled the Reavers up today. Sorry. Yeah. This stuff just fires me up so, so much. Rolling them up. Do you think this story is directly the result of Rebecca Brannon? It is. Yeah. It's her story. Yeah, but it's but it's bylined by a different person. But was well, it the Daily Mail though? Yeah, she released the video. It's her right. video. Yeah. It's her copy. I hope she video. gets a few bucks for that. Well, what I, I bet t- she does, Kenny. Here's what I told Joe before the show. My fear is some somehow this is going to get her blocked. Why from social media? Because she's going against the narrative of the left. And we know the left controls social media. Let's let's not kid ourselves. I'll tell you an interesting story about a guy pushing back, and it was at your wedding, Rook, your mm. kid's wedding. I went outside just to get some silence for a minute. Got it. Uh, and there was another wedding attendee outside having a heater, and uh, the CP was with me, and she said to that guy, you better be careful out here. Uh, and he said, let me tell you something. I was born in this town. I'm staying in this town. It's my town, and no one's going to push me out. And wow. he, and he, there's not much to the story other than that I haven't heard that before from a guy. It's and it bold. was his, it was his insistence that, you know, let him come and get me, let him try. I'm not. This is my town, and I'm not going to be pushed around. Okay. Yeah. I love Boy, to hear that, that. That kind of echoes what your CP told to me. That, well, that she tried of... to. Let's not go there. Uh, no, but it, I was having a general conversation with her, and that's the attitude I got from yeah, her. Yeah. So th- this guy, how old was he? I would say 40s. He didn't have one leg, right? He no, had two legs? Okay. No, this was not Bob. <laughs> sure it wasn't Bob. So he's willing to start throwing hands well, if a group of 15-year-olds surround him. It sounded like he might be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. It is in theory. But then again, you always have to worry about the stupid 14-year-old that's got a gun on him because they will stop at nothing, Yeah. unfortunately. I mean, I, I I admire his sentiment. I really do. I kind of feel the same way. Uh, the old Pioneer Press building is across the street from the St. Paul Athletic Club. Yeah. It's now called Press House. Oh, what what uh, was it? A, I saw that. I don't it's know an what... apartment complex. Oh, or a, really? a dwelling uh, complex. I don't know uh, at what socioeconomic level it might be, but it's called the press house, taking advantage of it. And I looked up at the sixth and seventh floor windows. I think there's still crap up there from when we were up there. <laughs> Some wilted How about your flowers book? And, Was your book up there? No, no. My, I, don't, I don't know where that went. Or what? what no, it wasn't we're not book. here anymore. What My was, dictionary. Your dictionary. That's what it was. 1969 American Heritage Dictionary. I treasured it. It was a good and, one. And uh, God only knows where that is. Press House Apartments, this is an income-restricted community. Oh, you cannot is. be a full-time student, and you need to make below the following amounts. Income restrictions by household size. One person, you cannot make more than 49000 Two people, you cannot make more than fifty-six. Three people, 63. 
Four people, 75, 76, and 681. Hmm. I don't know what they're So what happens if you get in there and you advance in life and you start, you know, you start at 40 and next thing you know, you're making 80. Did they give you the boot? You probably get kicked out. There was a great piece. Willingly? Yes. (laughs) Okay. There was a great piece I I read over the weekend from, I believe, the San Francisco Chronicle, right? The San Francisco Chronicle? There is a San Francisco Chronicle. And it was from a now successful uh, woman. I forget what line of work she's in, but basically saying how she can no longer afford the apartment she had when she was in college 20 years ago. Right. (laughs) Which I thought, this is them eating themselves alive. Let's let's go to the fourth dust-up. That developed over the weekend. Only three. When we returned, but first, but first, once you decide to get out of this godforsaken hellhole called Minneapolis and make the move like I did years ago, you're going to need good water, Joe. I saw a Hofferman water truck today on my way in because they service so many parts of the metro area, and they're here to take care of you. Hofferman Water is a proud supporter of Connecticut Water Treatment Systems, and I am a satisfied customer, and I know that you will be too. Connecticut Systems, you know, the iron rust and odor filtration systems, and of course, drinking water systems. I had my drinking water system installed about a month ago, and boy, I don't even have to buy bottled water anymore. That's how good it is. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage. It's going to protect your appliances, but it's also going to make your showers better, your laundry better, and of course, your drinking water. Bad water can affect every aspect of your home, so get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040, or just visit their website at hoffermanwater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please let them know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Dump of you city. guys, I could not believe I saw that on Friday. Was that bad? Should I not tail the guy and turn in his plate? No, I think he did the right thing. Okay, good. I got a really great email. I've already answered the guy. Would you like to speak with Benson Mwangi, the owner of La Fusion Cafe in the Irvin Park Towers, across the street from United Hospital? He was broached by the feeding scams and was offered 40 grand. He declined because he refused to accept money if there were no customers. It didn't make sense to him. He was not tempted. For the past two years, it has been very hard for him because of COVID, and he's dealing with a homeless shelter and blah, blah, blah. Benson is known for being charitable and a reputable man of integrity. Yeah, I'll meet with this guy. I think it's a good idea. You're going to meet with him, or do you want to interview him on the show? Well, I, I, I... I'm sensing a column, but we could also, if that works out, have him as a guest. Well, then you could vet him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Chris, I need you to Google something for Such. Talk Um, to me. Linda Carter's Porsche. Don't tell me it's a 356. It is a... uh, I love when Super 70 Sports calls it a Linda Carter break. It's a 1970-911 Targa. Look at that. It's lime green. Yep. Show it to suit. That, that might have even been an original color. Oops. Just oh, so yeah. he, Okay. Now have him sit back down. Boy. That's a hell of a car. Is there a car in this picture? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Boy, she's a babeski. Okay. Careful. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. She's rather fetching. <laughs> um the car you're referring to is fetching. I know where that car is. No. It's in, it's in pieces right now. A guy that you probably know, Joe, and I'm not going to name his name while we're live here, uh, bought the car, was busy restoring it when the female fun limitation factor kicked in. His wife saw the receipts, that vehicle still in pieces. Meanwhile, he has passed away. And it's here, really? in Doug- it's here in Douglas County. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That is very exciting news, isn't it? Yeah, but I wouldn't know the first thing about trying to put one of those things back together. And even better, hold on. I'll confirm it this afternoon. A friend of his is bringing out some parts they found in his garage for a different project. This guy I'm talking to is a friend of both of ours. Am I done with ads? You are. I'm going to sneak out then. Okay. Okay, man. Okay, man. Are you uh, on a daily basis? Are you adding to these archives? Yes. I have to um, review them, make sure they're clean. That's the the tough part is listening to them real time. Clean meaning quality wise, not language. Uh, Right, right. Because some of them are. You know, it was 1999 and staticky. Yeah, some of them don't all transfer over. All the highlights don't because it's it's too hard to listen to. But there is no shortage of constant cuts. I think right now we're up to seven hours and 20 minutes or something like that. I'm going through the 99s right now. Uh, let's do a segment, take a break, and then finish. We're done with ads. I know, but I got a lot of stuff. You got a lot in your mind? Trade in value. Oh, we don't have to take another break. I was was going to say, I don't think we have to. Private party sale value for that Volkswagen is 4309 right now. What Volkswagen? The Jetta. You want to get one that I have? selling it? No, no, yeah, I still need it. But I just want to know what the value was. How about an 05 Jag? How many miles on it? Uh, hundred and there you go. No, I, I need it. <laughs> it's keeping, oh, yeah, I need With it. that start. The other thing, too, Emily has unrealistic expectations. It's going to sit outside 365. Okay. Well, That's hard on a car. A $10,000 car is not going to start when it's 30 below. No. Get yourself uh, some people. My, no. That's not necessarily They're going to have to run a cord out there and get an engine block hey, heater. Nope. This isn't a joke, Joe. Look out of state, and I'm not kidding. That's why in that's why in warm My, weather locations, SUVs and four-wheel drives, are there. you can get such a better deal on them. The roommate's driving this POS Pontiac Torrent little SUV crap can that's absolutely amazing and starts when it's 30 below without being plugged in. I don't get it. Can't get the heater to work though. <laughs> that would be a problem. <laughs> I've only had mechanical things with that jag, like the sunroof, and but the, it still purrs like a kitten. I don't think I've had any. I've had nothing go wrong with that. That was the, that was the best steel I ever had. 
Oh, I took that. I take that back. Kenny has one, but then damn gonna... it. I was what? hoping you'd forgotten. No, nope, I need a sea foam from you, bro. I don't know what to do. I thought you had it's winter one. storage time. You're starting to put those collectibles away. Don't forget to add seafoam. Um, yeah, that's, that's no. He's got to save that for it's about that time of season. It's that season again. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to fit roadworthy rescues in on this because seafoam and roadworthy rescues should be a, a partner made for each other. Yeah. What did I tell you? I already hear his voice. Yes, sir. You ready? Uh. Yeah. All right, I'm rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Normally, it's uh, Joe and I talking to potential buyers and users of Seafoam about Seafoam. I think I'm going to change it around now. Uh, I am going to talk to Seafoam about us. And dear Seafoam, there's a show out there that features a normal American doing absolute miracles with automobiles. A Minnesotan, by the way. He's a Minnesota guy, Derek Beery. His show is on Motor Trend TV. It's called Roadworthy Rescues, Barn Finds, where he goes in, finds a car, maybe an old classic that hasn't been run in many, many years and he gets that thing running on the spot. No way. He yep. doesn't drag it up on a flatbed. He doesn't hook it right there. He'll pull it out of the barn. He'll pop the hood and do whatever it takes to get it on the road. That sometimes includes tires, brakes, uh, carburetor work. And he drives it to his shop where he finishes the project. And this guy is unlike any other guy doing a car show on TV. He doesn't wear a backwards hat. He doesn't have weird, messy, gelled hair. He doesn't have neck and face tattoos. He doesn't curse a lot. He's He he's has a nice. personality. He's a nice, friendly guy, and he's funny, and he works miracles, and Seafoam should be part of his, uh, his show, because when you think barn find, you better, if you're going to do that, you better have a couple of gallons of seafoam and seafoam deep creep and seafoam top engine cleaner because it will work a miracle just like Derek does. It will revive old iron and that it will keep it running strong. Old, new, in between. Seafoam is an absolute miracle, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. I'm going to save the fourth dust up until tomorrow because oh. i want to do some more work on it extended dust up extended dust up i have a note uh i also want to save some food fraud items until tomorrow we'll have some more information on the food fraud it's certainly not an alleged food fraud it's a food fraud all right uh ruling husband's Garage is a mess, slash leftism creates a mess. Hello, Joe, and the boys all hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. As a former Mysterian, there is a very simple answer to the feeding our, uh, feeding the fraud scandal. Environmental wackos in the whole of left, leftism, and it is this. When you care about the world, you don't have enough bandwidth to care about what is in front of you. What is in front of you, namely yourself, is too much. Adopting a cause that has no measurable outcome is far more satisfying 
than the task of confronting the disorder in one's own life. I am guessing the young woman who violated Van Gogh's work cannot produce anything of value in the lived-in world, whether that be in inventiveness, capital, or even meaningful relationships. With Mysterians, it is also an abdi- it is always an abdication of personal responsibility in favor of government solutions, which is also to say symbolism, signals, and incoherent diatribes. No surprises there. I do need a ruling. I am the CP and help to my husband with his business. Do I have a say in how he keeps his garage? He knows where everything is, but it is always a disaster. We have a lot of stuff for the kids we used to have, and I am thinking, let them assume their property. In addition, as a former Mysterian, I believe my hubby should encourage my conversion to CI life by making his garage more organized so I can burn the beautiful fossil fuels that make life worth living and fix where I can, which is admittedly not much. I am willing to let it go for the domestic peace, but when I can't find the tools to even hammer a nail or seed the lawn, I wonder whose neurotic position is correct. Pushing back and pushing forward, Jolie. Uh, P.S. This CP keeps a very tidy home, and the hubby often wonders where his clean socks and Grundies are. They are always clean and available. Pushing back and keeping the Grundies clean, the FM. Okay, more importantly, the former Mysterian, she means. What converted her? She's a Mysterian who's gone to a love of fossil fuels? And what is the ruling she wants? Yes, she should have a say in the husband's garage. Look at Kenny. He didn't wow. like that. She's helping him with the business. I, I She's helping Kenny, him with, with the you. business. I'm shocked. Really? Is the garage, the only thing I wasn't clear on, is the business based out of the garage? It sounds like it. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, maybe this is it. His garage, his business is elsewhere. She helps him with it. And she's wondering if in exchange for that, can she have a say in the garage? Just in that case, him, it would be no, you can't. Just a guy needs one space. Just yeah. one space. Just give him the garage. Just FM, get be. back to me and just clear up one thing. How did you become a former Mysterian? And two, what is it you want out of the garage? Do you want to say in its in its uh, utility? Or what, what is it you want? Make yourself clearer. Oh, man. That's... We might have to have her on. Yeah. Former Mysterian. Wow. Uh, no, that that holds no interest for me whatsoever. I know, but it does. It's for her pride. I don't want to use the word prying or uh, I don't know, Joe. I don't think so. I, I just give him his space. This is really going to bug me all day long. This is going to bug. Do you have her phone number? I think I should call her. <laughs> Doug, the barber uh, is writing about a driving trip. Uh, he and his travel partner took, and they came upon, uh, came upon thousands of windmills as far as the eye could see on both sides of the road for many miles on either side of Amarillo, Texas. The number of mills we see in Iowa and Minnesota are drop in the bucket compared where all that energy is being used. I'm not sure, but it has to be a lot. However, we did not see any solar farms. Supposedly, the electrical grids in New Mexico and Arizona can't handle the extra energy they would provide. One of the other observations we made was the amount of tree inequity along Interstate 40. <laughs> Honest to God. <laughs> the tree inequity we have noted here is some, nothing compared to out there. 
I'm surprised some progressive politicians haven't taken note of this disparity and introduced legislation to rectify it. I'm sure a few billion or a few trillion could handle it. Okay, enjoyed the show every day as we motored down the road. Uh, curious to see. Uh, oh, curious to see if Rook was going to make it in this uh, week after the big weekend. Yes, he was. All, he was already here. And I have a note from Cal Fralick. There was a piece in the uh, Star Tribune business section yesterday, Growing Solar. The goal is to overcome resistance in the Midwest by showing solar fields and farm fields can coexist. Big piece. This is from Cal. I saved this for you, Kenny. Uh, Mayor, as I told the school board in my, in my retirement letter, I am getting old and I have things to do. Friday morning, meaning last Friday, I am pointing my Indian roadmaster south and following the Great River Road to New Orleans, and then Fun. taking a left and following the Gulf to Southern Florida, where the CP has bought a place south of Fort Lauderdale. She said I can stay there anytime I like, so I got that going for me. Um, I'm going to need some entertainment on the ride, so you guys keep up the good work. I did the road for my task down to St. Cloud in September. Picture attached. Wish me luck in my search of America, Cal. He's taken off by himself. She's waiting in Florida with the place she bought. And um, how, how does that work? If I could give some advice for the road, whatever you think it's going to take you to get there, just tell her it's going to take three times as long. Is this a scan bucket item? What do you mean? I think he read this on Friday. I, I think I heard this already. I believe it was not when we were doing the show. Oh. I believe. Well, now I'm petrified. Well, let's just, you know, as, as a guy that would always like to hit it for you, because normally it gets attributed to me. I think I think I was telling you that off the air and saying I wanted to save it for Monday. Okay, yeah, I think you were. If not, I think email us. <laughs> I think Reavers is right, and I think, yeah. Yep. If you've got time. See, my, my only issue was always i didn't have the extra time because i didn't want to get yelled at for being late to work you know i, I just wanted so, to get back in time i've been following on facebook a former crabby coffee shop guest bridget mccutcheon who's riding oh, yeah. a motorcycle around the world she left a couple of months ago she just got into mexico um a couple of days ago that's the way cal should go just i don't I know get to florida, florida for mexico 100 no 100 <laughs> miles a day just take her easy, yep. baby. Sightsee. In no hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I am envious, Cal. That sounds like fun. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Limans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day. October 17th. In 1825, William R. Marshall was born near Columbia, Missouri. He would... Uh, moved to Minnesota, owned a hardware store in St. Paul, found the St. Paul Press in 1861 and served as a general in the Civil War. As the fifth governor of the state, he advocated extending the right to vote to African-American men. And this law would be passed in 1868, two years before the 15th Amendment extended suffrage uh, nationwide. He died uh, on January 8, 1896. On this day in 1924, October 17th, the Phyllis Wheatley Settlement House, uh, later named the Phyllis Wheatley Community Center, was named 
for the 18th century poet. It opened in North Minneapolis, the oldest African-American agency in the Twin Cities. The center first served as a place where young people could meet for recreation and skill development and later provided a home away from home, a home away from home for civic leaders, educators, entertainers, and students. And finally, on this day in 1975, 1017, Rochester declared an air pollution alert and earned the dubious distinction of having the highest carbon monoxide levels recorded in the state. This and other alerts in the state during the early 70s were caused by stagnant weather systems that did not blow away industrial and automobile emissions. And imagine that. That's how many years ago? 40s. 45? 47. 47. 47 years ago. Yep. And everyone... uh, Everyone's still okay. It didn't evaporate. Rochester's still Rochester's there. Rochester's still there. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, GLers. And uh, please tune in tomorrow for more pertinent information. And as Joe mentioned, don't forget to sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. It's cool. It's very cool. And it's all available to you at garagelogic.com. And uh, you can subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel where we are posting daily content for your amusement. And follow us along on all of our social media channels, which is, of course, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll catch you tomorrow. I had audio of Jean-Claude Van Damme, but I can use it tomorrow. What was it? (laughs) She's was asked to explain when the relief from the Inflation Reduction Act will go into effect. Oh. More than on inflation, um, can you give us a timeline? You've laid out eloquently what the president's been doing. Is there a timeline for when Americans can start feeling some economic pain relief? So in regards to the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, early next year, they will see uh, some of the um, uh, some of the uh, uh, pieces of that. When you thought, think about an energy cost, when you think about um, uh, uh, the uh, Medicare kind of benefits from that. So we'll see uh, some movement on that early next year. But when we talk about inflation, gas like prices, Betty that's Boop. been something that's the American people uh, have seen for the past several months, several weeks, and has as cost has been coming down. No, they are. Uh, and the hearing uh, that I just laid out, that's something that uh, once I have a clearer timeline, we'll, that Americans are going to see that I'll share with you uh, on all. She was just going to wait till next year. Then we'll be good to go. We'll be good. Huh. I have equipment envy. What are you looking at? I can't believe the Vikings are five and one. They're not that good. Well, they. Right. I, I'm ready for you, by the way. Uh, three dust ups in Minneapolis. Is dust up one word? Yeah. God dang it. Dust ups. Look at the curves on that pipe. A 1975 Harley, it's an AMF 125, with the craziest curve on the pipe I've ever seen. Wow. Three separate dust ups in Minneapolis. One. Oh.
one. Light rail is thought to be safe. Two. Two. Steve Svigum. What is it? S-V-I-G-G-U-M? S-W? You're going to have to look it up. I am. No, it's right S-V. S-V. It's V. Steve S-V-I-G-G-U-M. Yep. Svigum. Steve, good old Steve. Wonders if the University of Minnesota Morris is too diverse. Has too much diversity. Has too T O O. That a boy. Three. Three. Riotous behavior in downtown Minneapolis. Riot Tus? T U S? No. T O U S. T O U S. R I R I O T O U S. Behavior. Captured in downtown Minneapolis by the UK Daily Mail. No, we got to cite Brandon. We well, can't you say. figure out how to say it then. Because it's her video. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Make sure you plug Rebecca. Via Rebecca. B-R-A-N-N-O-N, Kenny. Yep. Right? Um, yes. Uh, I have oh, I have I the video right here. I've got her Twitter account. Hold on. Please hold. At least I did. Where did it go? It's it's that's what it is. It's you got old sleepy Joe with his ice cream cones saying yeah, telling you the economy is great. <laughs> Rebecca B-R-A-N-N-O-N. And I because I cited the video in the in the show link. Fine, that's it then. Holy balls, she's got 31,000 followers. Good for her. Nothing okay. else? No. Pat's next. Yes, sir. Salmon. Yep. Yep. I got to go to the can. Okay. Tell That's me to watch. a tradition that should not go. That's not going to. Uh, careful. Patrick, we are still recording just FYI. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, via video. Via video. Which we can, we can get a little loose with the lips on the video. I do too. What was the term in uh, the Big Lebowski? Mictorate. on your rug. That was wasn't who used Mictorate? Was that uh, that was the uh, old, old guy, old man oh, Lebowski? Oh yeah, the, old, the, the other Lebowski. Yeah, did yeah. you Mictorate? No, you're Lebowski. Lebowski. I'm the dude. Yeah. <laughs> what can he say? I mean, he said you're Lebowski. You're I'm the Lebowski. Dude. I'm the dude. <laughs> yes. Fuck. I have a. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that movie. Oh, in a week. <laughs> yeah, Kenny. Or I, every Bracey, time I run across, as, it, I as we've discovered, uh, the people that are listening to the the mm -hmm. live feed, they love it when we go completely rogue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I, I I gotta you know I I, gotta, I have I, a I, career I, to afford. I need uh, <laughs> reminders that we're on because yep. I don't get that. Roycey, last week we had a players only meeting <laughs> after the show. <laughs> 
and we thought the feed had been hooked. No, the feed had not been turned off. The feed was still running, oh, really? and uh, I had a uh, Tom Powers-like meltdown. Oh, really? Oh, no, yeah. you were more Lee Elia than you were Tom Powers. It was Powell a Lee Elia yeah. meltdown, and uh, they heard they that. They heard it, huh? Okay. I am still trying to come to terms with my own shame. Um, but The long C word is not one you want to throw out there, I don't think. That's no, I, did, I hope like I didn't that use one. that. But no one was really offended. In fact, Pat, we did get one guy that said, Whatever you charge me, double it. <laughs> and another guy who, who another guy who's actually brilliant said, uh, you should sponsor that. You should do that. <laughs> well, I was gonna make some sponsor. jokes. Uh, I was gonna make some jokes about uh this being my birthday, and I hope my wife didn't want to get too frisky and stuff. Like, now, I'm, now I'm not gonna now I'm not gonna uh, do that because uh, you know she she's been watching. Now, uh, MNST is not on YouTube, YouTube yet. No, okay, no. that's good because she's been watching the uh, Garage Logic on YouTube. Ah, so uh, oh, great. So uh, you know, that's yeah, but everything on YouTube is is content within the show. Mm-hmm. The the Garage Logic Town Council is separate, okay, so okay. they have to pay extra to get the uh, the I unfiltered. Think, I don't think she's going to do that. Although she does have every app in America, so maybe she will. I don't know. I do not know. So, anywho, yeah, I'm. Uh, I am celebrating today because there's nobody less deserving of good health than me at age seventy-seven. But here I am, feeling pretty good. Um, is it tr- birthday today? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it true is you've it? been thinking about getting into the gummies? I have had uh, I've I've eaten about three of them. I don't they don't they have not done anything for my knee or hip pain yet. That's what are, I was hoping for. Are these the uh, these aren't the ones with real weed in them, are they? Because you can't. Think so. You're think not supposed so. to be messing with that, Patrick. You're an addict. Yeah, I know, but uh, I don't I don't really think some sugary substance is going to cause me to go out and say, "Give me." Corn of gin, let's go here. Come on, boys. Yeah, but if you come in wearing a tie dye, and yeah, no, no, I did. I, I don't like them. I don't like them. But patchouli. Uh, uh, well, you know, every listen. I've been sober for sober for you know what forty one years. But some of the highlights of my life were when I had my gallbladder attacks, and they'd hit you with that morphine, man. Those yeah. are. <laughs> That stuff is that stuff yeah. is fantastic. But I've never, I've never gone in and said, "I'm feeling great. Give me some morphine." Where is he going to get yeah. some morphine? <laughs> morphine. <laughs> I think I actually in Philly. I think I had fentanyl. Really? The morphine when I had my last attack in Philly, uh, the morphine didn't work, and they hit me with something, and I said, "Oh." Okay, call me a cab. I'm ready to go. Let's yeah. go. No, whatever kidding. they hit me with, I don't know, but it was stronger than morphine. Whatever wow. it was in Philly. In Philly, that these drugs are fantastic. Guy that was next to me with his uh, the homeless guy telling us about what was coming Fluids. out of his uh, private Fluids. parts was uh, <laughs> was not one of the better experiences. So of my life. I forgot to mention this when you were going on your tirade earlier. <laughs> There is a sign posted at a subway in North Minneapolis. Cash no longer accepted. Please pay with debit, credit cards, Apple Pay, etc. This is for the safety of our team and guests. Yeah. Is that? Wow, really? Yeah. Why? Well, they're they're getting hit every other day. 
Oh, they don't want, oh, for they don't want getting the cash. Yeah. But other places are, like you go to a Chinese restaurant, they yeah. only want cash now. Oh. Yeah, because they don't want to pay the 3%. Oh, I suppose. You know, my favorite Chinese restaurant. So, I don't know. You just, you know, the odds are still in your favor. That's my theory. You know. I'm trying to hear the song. The place, but... Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I got to edit this thing. You're not quite done yet. Happy, happy birthday. I'm on to with every uh, girl see you, and boy. Kenny. I'm yeah. on with Lori.